You're listening to Remote Routine with your host, Ryan Geiger, produced by Pinch Media. This podcast is for you work from homers out there who could use a little pick me up a little tip from a professional from around the world. This week, I am so happy to have Abigail Carlin from Newman Architects up in Connecticut. Abigail, thanks for joining the show. Sure, thanks for having me. So Abigail, tell me about your work from home life, how long you've been working from home, and and tell me a little bit about Newman. Sure. Um, So I am an associate principal and director of marketing communication at Newman, which is in New Haven, Connecticut. And um, full disclosure, I only work from home one day a week now. Um, But I, in a previous life, had my own consulting firm pre-COVID, where I was working from home before everybody else was working from home. So I did it along all the rest of the world for a couple of years after COVID, but then also for a couple of years before that. Uh, what's it like, first off, being back in the office four days a week? They, you know, there's this 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 stigma that working from home, you don't get as much work done as in the office. But I I beg to differ. And so do you. You're you're it's it's tons of people and distractions and meetings and needs and people walking around. Yeah. And and you need the day to be home to get yeah. so maybe it's maybe they're wrong. Maybe all these companies <laughs> forcing people back in the office are being stupid. Well, I, I will say that um, I have two little kids, too, and that has forced me to be really efficient with my time. And so I think if if my situation was different, I would probably less be less productive from home. But I'm kind of forced into getting everything I can do- get done in that, you know, nine to four time frame because <laughs> yeah. I don't have any other time. Um, you know, I think I think it also depends on people's personalities, whether work, working from home is a good fit. Um, and I think, you know, you have to be able to one, you have to be able to sort of set aside the distractions that might take you away from what you're trying to do. But I also think people um, tend to force themselves to do more when they're at home. But you, you have to consider that you're taking away the commute time. You're taking away, you know, the conversation time. So when I, you know, when I was working from home for myself, um, you know, I started feeling really bad that I wasn't doing like a full eight hour workday um, of billable time. And then I realized that I, you know, was being a little bit too hard on myself trying to trying to do that because, you know, I was one, I didn't need to be doing that, but it just, you know, I was taking away all the other things that might've taken up that time otherwise. So I sort of set a smaller target of like four to six hours a day for myself and to make, you know. I'm still getting enough work in, but I wasn't, you know, killing myself for, you know, eight, 10, 12 hours a day just because I could. Yeah. Yeah. You have to take into consideration. You've got 15 minutes over in the coffee area waiting for a coffee. The, you know, the 20 minute walk to, to boardroom C, uh, <laughs> the, the, the 20 minutes that your computer is down because it doesn't have internet yeah. for <laughs> IT to show up and help fix your computer, the 30 minute lunch, the you know, the half hour waste of a meeting where you're sitting there and the person that was going to present doesn't show up. So there's so many, so many wasted minutes in the office that you are condensing into a four yeah. hour block. What is your best tip for us work from homers? I think my best tip is to, to make sure that you can set aside a dedicated space for yourself for work. And even if you don't have the luxury of a separate room for an office, it's it's really valuable to have your workspace that that functions only for work. And I know that's not possible for everybody. Everybody's got different situations, but not just from a functional getting work done point of view um, and mindset, but also for tax purposes. 
because if you if you have your dedicated workspace that you can say is not work you're not used for anything else, you can deduct that square footage on your taxes, um, which you know it, it doesn't it doesn't always amount to a lot, but it is you know everything helps. Yeah, yeah. So, so if you are working on your dining room table, you can't deduct that. But if you say I have a ten by ten room that I it's strictly for work, your accountant could could find a way to to deduct that you're saying. Yeah. Well, I'm, and I do my own taxes. It's not complicated. You know, even if you have a desk in the corner and say that, you know, that three foot by six foot space is your office that counts too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you, you've been, you've been working for yourself for years, even before uh, joining Newman. Um, what, what um, did you, did you, have you always had your own little office at home or have you had to? No, I, um, I, I spent, um, many years working in firms in New York for other architecture firms. Um, and then after about 15 years, I decided to go and try and start up my own marketing consultancy and worked on both coasts in both New York and Portland. And so, you know, not only was I working at home, I was, you know, traveling back and forth between Portland and New York quite a lot too. So doing work on the road and in client offices and, you know, in the common spaces of my apartment building and things like that. Yeah. So you, you, you've done it all. You've done, You've done work on the road, work at home. Now you're working in office. What's your favorite mode? I think like, you know, I think it really does depend on the task. I, I do, you know, I do enjoy being in the office and seeing what's going on. And, and because of what I do, um, my function is marketing and communications in the office. It really helps me to see what other people are doing, the projects we're designing, the work on the walls, hearing some conversations happening that, that I, there's a lot of value in that to me. And I think when I, you know, full, being fully at home during COVID, that was really difficult um, to not really have a handle on what was going on in the office. Um, but like I said, it, it is really nice to have that mental break at the end of the week to go home and, you know, spend time in my own space and have a leisurely coffee, <laughs> things like that. How did you go about getting the information you needed as a marketing director during COVID when no one was, no one was, uh, you couldn't see the, the drawings and see the cool stuff happening. I think I kind of had to make a concerted effort to set up time to talk to the people that I needed to talk to, whether it was, there was a formal meeting or not. Um, but you know, it was a hard time for everybody. Um, and it was interesting when I, when I left Portland, the firm I was working for there was still fully remote and I moved to New Haven and Newman was already back in the office four days a week. And so I sort of, I, and I, I started off like three days a week in the office and took two, two at home and just to sort of transition myself <laughs> back into it. How do you handle kids? Um, but during, during COVID, that was a challenge. I mean, because my, um, my husband was trying to work from home as well. And we had one kid at the time and we're trying to split the day where one of us took him for the first four hours and someone took him the next four hours. And then the last four hours we both worked. And that was just, just terrible. <laughs> it's a tough time. Um, what is there for people that still have uh, to deal with that? They have a kid that just can't get to, to daycare. What, what was something that you guys learned out of that mess? I think you have to use the tools that you have and and sort of um you know sort sort of readjust your expectations about your what you what your work life should be and what you're able to accomplish and um you know 
TV is a tool, right? You know, we can, <laughs> we can use that if there's like an hour where we really have both had to be working that, you know, we could do that. Um, and we, you know, didn't want to do that all day, but yeah, it was, it was a useful tool once in a while. Um, and, you know, just to, to give the other person a little bit of space, you know, get, take your kids outside while <laughs> the other person is working, but it, it was not easy. It was not easy. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we were lucky because our, our kid at the time was, you know, a toddler. So he was really little and we didn't have to worry about remote school or any of that. Um, like other yeah. people did. So. Yeah. I, well, I, I remember my, um, uh, my, my niece and nephew, um, they were just, you know, dealing with the zoom calls and the teachers couldn't figure it out. And it's just the nightmare of having to try to do, uh, online schooling. Um, how about um, Newman and how does when you first started or even just just architecture firms in general, uh, the one your previous employer, what was it like working from home remotely there? Like wh what is there a deficit? Like is architecture so imperative that you're all in the same place? Was it weird? Like, how did somebody upload their documents or show their 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 schematics? Like, what what was a really big problem that you guys had to solve with that? Well, I, I think it entirely depended on um, firms and the kinds of software they were using. And both Newman and the firm I worked for before um, both use a cloud-based um building information modeling system or software called Revit. And so that was, they were already all working in the cloud. So that was a really easy transition. Um, and, you know, there's there's firms that were not quite as advanced. And, and then I think they struggled a lot more, um, even just trying to get people laptops, because that's not always the way that people were working before. You know, a lot of places I worked, we, you know, everybody's on desktops and the technology stays there and you go and you <laughs> and you come back. Um, but I, you know, I think I was lucky in, in working at firms that had sort of were in the future already without really knowing it. Mm. Uh, yeah, interesting. But um, I do think, I, I do think it's um, the biggest challenge um, probably across industries really is, is, people who are just entering the industry and them trying to start remotely and not having the opportunity to learn from people around them. And, and, or, or even if you're starting a new position, it was, you know, it's pretty difficult to try and get to know people when you're, you know, not having those opportunities to, to introduce yourself to people in the, you know, in the hallway or something. Um, yeah. So, so how did you, did you have, did, is that how you started the previous job in Portland? And how did you, is there a tip to get to know, how do you get to know your co workers without ever meeting them, right? Because that's, the the body language is so different on a Zoom call than it is in person, you know? Yeah, I am. Um, when I started at Newman, we we had a DC office in, in Washington, DC. And um, I worked quite a bit with the people down there and there weren't very many, there were only just a few left. Um, but I had never been down there and had never met them in person. And towards the end of the pandemic, they finally came up to, to visit us. And I, you know, it, it's really interesting to, to, to get to know somebody on this little rectangle on your screen and then see them in person and realize that they're, you know, like a foot taller than you thought or, <laughs> or vice versa. And, you know, just, it's an, it's a strange, strange way to get to know people. 
Yeah. Yeah. The, you know, shoulders up. I agree. I agree. Well, Abigail, <laughs> uh, thanks so much for coming on. I forget what your tip was. What was your tip? Your tip was oh, set, setting aside a, a workspace for yourself because that, you know, has a lot of benefits, including on taxes including tax breaks. So save some money in 2024, folks, um, and uh, claim it as your office space. And um, Abigail Carlin, thanks so much for joining the show. Thank you. Remote Routine is produced by Pinch Media. Visit us at addalittlepinch.com.